Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. On the show this week, we will be discussing the future of Sonic, a little topic called Xbox and Nintendo, an alternate history, and we will definitely be playing What the Wiki as well. I'm your host, Jake Barras, and I am joined today by my fellow gamers, Kevin. Hey there. Medi. Hello there. And Matthew. A good evening. How are you all feeling about the podcast, lads? Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Going great. This is totally the first the time one recording yet. today. It's totally yeah, this first is the time. first time we've hit record for you guys listening uh, at home. Uh, we totally. have totally yeah, not we'll, been we'll working for yeah. 19 we minutes at this a, point. No. We, we didn't have a billion tech problems in the meantime, no. <laughs> We totally uh, started anyway. with four people. No, not five, four, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get straight into it. What have we been playing in the last week? Kevin, do you want to kick us off? Sure thing. Um, so basically, in the past week, I've just been playing Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, it's a game that's a few years old now. Uh, I'm going through it for about the 20th time now, just because I want to catch up on it before Deus Ex Mankind Divided comes out. Great, great mm-hmm. game, amazing game. I've been playing it so many times. Obviously, it's got to be a good game if I play through it, you know, at least 20 times. And obviously, I'm working on a couple uh, pieces for the website that will sort of um, thematically link to Deus Ex and sort of like themes and, uh, you know, things that it's about. So, yeah, oh, that's very what I'm nice. playing. Yeah. <laughs> very exciting. Can't wait to uh, read it all. Uh, Medi, what about you? What have you been doing? Uh, well, thanks to the Steam sale, I have become a lot poorer in the past uh, 72 Solid. hours. Wonderful, uh, good to hear. Oh, oh thank <laughs> you, thank you. <laughs> I've been uh, playing some uh, Just Cause, and last night I started playing Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, so I got plenty of do- plenty to do in the near future. How is Star Wars, Medi? Because that is one on my uh, list of ones to get. Well, I haven't uh, played a lot of it. I've played like the first hour since it unlocked at like 6 a.m. in the morning, so it wasn't the most perfect time. Fair enough. Uh, but it's uh, pretty good. I'd, um, in terms of how it's set up, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd compare it a bit to Lego Avengers. Like it's uh, got the voice work from the films and such, and the gameplay is pretty great. And you have some actually renewing gameplay features this time. Like you've got a cover system. Like, the combat encounters are actually oh, very cool. different in this one. So it's a pretty good mm. game so far. Oh, very excited to get my hands into it then. Matt, we haven't heard from you yet. What about uh, what about you? Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been going between two games at the moment. Uh, I got a copy of Trials of the Blood Dragon after release. Uh, ah, yes, uh, yes. E3. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was okay. Because, uh, you know, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon was an awesome game, uh, and I was hoping it was going to be in the same sort of vein. And they, they kept, a, like, a similar sort of thing to it, but um, I think that, the, you know, they got a lot of things right and they got a lot of things wrong, so I only mm. gave it about a 5 because it was pretty average. Uh, on the other hand, I've, I'm still playing Fire Emblem Fates because um, it's just, like, it's a fun game. You can spend hours playing it. Uh, and also because I kind of suck at it because I'm playing on classic, which means that when characters die, they die forever, uh, which involves a lot of resets because they keep putting Jeez. them in the wrong positions and they keep dying. So, yeah. That's rough. That's rough. 
Um, well, what about myself? I've been, uh, I've been playing Uncharted 4. Uh, so I did finish that just the other day. Very much enjoyed it. Um, you're you're not be proud of any of the yeah. Uncharted series. Uh, you and I would believe would be very proud of me. So, um, I, I'm I sure can't wait to see his smile and hear his voice. <laughs> I'm sure um, somebody is, he's smiling at you from somewhere because he knows. I like to think that. If I close my eyes really hard and picture it, I can see him. Oh god, it's beautiful. I can picture um, it yeah. going out right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really good game. I think they did a really good job in uh, finishing the series in a nice way. So, solid effort. Um, but let's get into things. Let's get into the topics for this week. Uh, so our first topic is the future of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, there what are plans future? to reveal a Sonic movie and a new game on July 22nd, according to the Sonic team. Matt, did you have more information about this? Do I? Not I really. I know. Um, I, no, I, I used to. I used to love the Sonic series. Um, Having said that, when I when I used to play it, it was on the Sega Genesis or you know the Mega Drive. So I really, you know, I'm kind of over it because like every offering they've made has just been really underwhelming. Um, the last thing that I really liked in the Sonic series was Generations, uh, and even that was not as great as it could have been. So I think that you know, unless they're seriously pushing to to kind of you know. They've got to play a lot of fan service. I think that's the problem is that, yeah, the fans want what they want and Sega keeps going, no, we're going to make it like this. And, you know, it's just, it's a letdown every time. So I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, the the news on this uh, is that they are releasing news, uh, a new game and the Sonic team had uh, said in the quote that they are developing a completely new game as well as developing a full movie actively done by Sony Pictures and an animation on Sonic Boom. Um, very interesting. Kev, what do you think this Sonic movie is going to uh, entail? Oh, I have no idea, but judging by the current trend of video game movies that have started, well, for the past, what, 12, 13 years, uh, well, more longer than that, uh, it's going to be absolutely terrible. Um, I know the Ratchet and Clank movie that came out, that the game was quite good, but the movie that came with it was really poorly received. I could possibly see something very similar happening in that regards where mm. the game could could potentially be good, but I really don't see a movie doing well at all. Um, that's just a cynic in me, though, so we, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, fair enough. And, Maddie, do you think that this is going to be a, a nice step in Sonic's future, or could this uh, bring about the, uh, the downfall of it? I honestly think that downfall has been going on for years at this <laughs> point, true. even before the whole Sonic <laughs> boom thing. Like, they've also got to ask themselves how many people are truly waiting for a Sonic movie at this point. Especially, I think it's a live-action and and animation hybrid. So I'm like, I'm not sure who they're trying to approach here. Yeah. Like, especially with the live-action aspects. I'm like, it's just... Sonic is an IP that you can do a lot with it, but... Sega as a company also they've got no direction at this point so I'm not really hopeful for anything that's going to happen in the near future to be honest yeah I mean it's, it's almost a... it's almost yeah. go Matt sorry All right. I was going to say it's almost as if like 
the only thing they're catering for is themselves. They're like, we want a game that has this in it, so we're going to make a game that has this in it, and then stick Sonic the Hedgehog over the top. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, Sonic has always, I guess, have been somewhat of a favorite, but I mean, I, I... would you guys consider him like iconic? Like, I mean, we've just been through the whole like crash rebirth and so many people shouting out, uh, you know, for that to come back. Is it the fact that Sonic isn't on the same par as say like Crash Bandicoot or is it just that the market's too saturated with Sonic stuff at the moment? It's too saturated. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <clears throat> whereas games like, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say Crash is a good example, but like early back in the days with Spyro and Crash, Mm. They focused on like really well-made platformers, um, you know, Crash One, Two, and Three, uh, Spyro One, Two, and Three, really good. But Sonic sort of, kind of almost went into like the shovelware route where they're just smashing out games every other year, um, <clears throat> especially games like Unleashed and Sonic 06, which are widely regarded as two of the worst games ever made. Um, <laughs> you know, clearly they're not really focusing on pushing out really quality content it's more of a just sticking the brand name on and trying to squeeze a few more sales i think that's also one of the biggest issues is that like if you look at what you know like you look at like what spyro and crash and all that had to compete against whereas sonic sonic started in a generation where it had to compete against mario it was sega's you know um poster boy for mario you know for yeah for their console uh and the first, yeah, you know, the the games on the Genesis and all that, and even the, even when it moved into the Dreamcast and stuff, they were half decent. But then, yeah, as you said, like they moved into shovelware. They kept just you know shoveling games out, you know, on every conceivable console that they could because they became a developer and not you know a console creator. And of course, they kind of lost their way because all they were looking at doing is just recouping the losses that they made from you know years of failure in the console market. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an interesting move. Before we move on into the t- next topic, what do you guys think? Like this, this new game is going to be like. Uh, is it going to be like a recycle? You know, just for next gen. Do you think they're going to try and establish something totally different? Um, you know, what are our thoughts, Medi? Do you want to start? I think it's just going to be a continuation of their Sonic Boom branding going on. I think that's just is maybe it's even going to tie into the movie. But I am not, I'm not expecting a retooling of the franchise or anything, because at this point I truly feel that the IP needs to be put on ice for a few years to have a new team take a look at it to really reestablish the brand. But the market is so saturated and they've got so much invested in the franchise at this point that that's not going to happen, and we're just going to see a continuation of the strategy that they have now, which is really worrisome to me because Sonic is iconic in the last sense but just he his relevance and quality his relevance and quality they just went down together at one point so I'm Fair not uh, especially for the, the 25th uh, was 25th anniversary right 20 uh, I think so 25th I have no idea I'm not even gonna try and pretend that i know it's really yeah it's really saddening to be honest to see 25 years and then you see the current state that the franchise is in i'm sure a lot of the devs they really do their best you know to 
make the games and arguably sometimes there is a better game usually the smaller games are usually mm. better than the big bigger titles but i'm just waiting to see a bit of a retooling you know to see new blood re- new yeah. blood really give their shot at the games yeah for sure matt are you hoping for something totally new or would you not mind to see maybe a next gen recycle I reckon I reckon they should totally go into the market of pachinko machines. I mean, that worked really well for Konami, didn't it? <laughs> Classic. Jo- join Konami. <laughs> Use the Fox engine for it while you're at it. I, I, I really, I really don't know. Like Sonic's, you know, like if you look at if you look at games that they've tried, Sonic's tried everything to get everyone back. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog Four uh, tried to do what you know what was really good about One to Three and Sonic and Knuckles. Um, you know, they tried retool it with Sonic the Hedgehog 06. They tried it with the, um, you know, pretty much everything they've done has always been a retooling and a, you know, a trial thing. And I think that they've just, they've just lost their way and gone so far. Like even Sonic Boom came out to really mixed, you know, sort of mediocre reception. Um, I think the point they've lost their way, like they, they don't even know what they want to make anymore. So mm. I kind of agree with Medi that they should just drop it and leave him the kind of you know like he can make guest appearances in nintendo games like he has been lately with you know mario and sonic at the olympics and stuff like that but yeah i really you know i just don't get excited for Sonic games so yeah fair enough kev degree disagree uh 100 agree um i think it's just time to let this uh old beast lay down and die a uh, bit harsh, but you know, no one's been excited for a Sonic game in years, um, as far as I know. And I'm certainly not excited for another one. I'm not excited for a movie. I'm just not really into it, you know. So <clears throat> unless you know, the, the only thing I can see doing well is maybe a complete like HD remake um, of the original like three games, first three games, Sonic One, Two, and Three. Um, even then, that's not gonna like bring interest back like it'll just get the old fans you know uh playing again but it's not gonna i don't think it'll create a new audience um sonic's time is pretty much done so farewell adios uh have a good life don't let the door hit your ass (laughs) fair enough fair enough well let's jump into the next one talking about i guess uh you know franchises and games that we've played in the past this is exactly what the next topic is about so we're gonna have a bit of a chat about video game backlog so we're currently in a bit of a quiet period for (laughs) video game releases so perhaps it's giving you a chance to address your uh backlog they're going out to you guys as the team so i'm going to pose some questions having uh have a quick think so what games have you missed playing that you desperately want to go back and play again um as you guys think i could probably answer this one i've actually been craving uh for some weird reason to um play like infamous second son again um which is really weird um i hated that i don't game. know why <laughs> really i thought it was really nah, kev kev wanna... he's got a point that's that was a, i reckon that was cool yeah, like as a launch title, like I think it did brilliantly for the PS4. I, I, I really this, enjoyed it. I, I did like the smoke effects. Um, I only played about six hours before I got really bored. It's so repetitive. Oh my god! Platinum did. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think because like there's just nothing to play. And I know I messaged you guys the other day being like, God, I need a new game to play. So I've been like staring at my games for a while being like, what do I want to jump back into? I should probably jump back into the Division because I haven't touched that in a while and I actually oh, haven't finished mate, it. Mate, Division, Division's a lost cause. That game yeah, was just... but <sighs> it was good. It's... I just I haven't touched <laughs> it. It was, once, but once you hit Endgame, it's absolute rubbish. Well, and... I haven't even hit the Endgame yet. So oh, okay, so play till, play till level 30 and then, <laughs> and then that's it. You know, just throw it in a bin after that. So what are you looking uh, forward to jumping back into then, Kev? If all oh. my things suck, what have you got? <laughs> uh, okay, mate. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping back into a couple games. First off is um, I want to revisit the Mass Effect series, um, mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. I, I really don't have time to sit and play, you know, through all three, but... Um, I really like those were three of the greatest games of last generation. Um, really good RPGs by Bioware, and um, I'm just looking forward to revisiting it, revisiting the world, getting into the lore because the the lore and the depth was so so good. Like you could just sink hours just reading all the archives and just you know exploring worlds, especially in Mass Effect One. Like I know it was really repetitive with the Mako. Um, that's the little buggy that travels in the unexplored habitats, but it was just so immersive. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting really angry over the ending of Mass Effect 3 again. <laughs> yeah, cool. extended cut. A... Nah, that doesn't fix anything, man. It, it makes me less Mass pissed off usually. <laughs> oh, you haven't played? You haven't played any of them, Jake? No. Should I? <sighs> Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Yeah. Prepare for all the time you need to spend on it because it's yeah, it's, it's not it's as a... worse as a lot of it's not as bad as a lot of RPGs, but you have to spend some significant time into it. I'm Fair thinking enough. forty hours roughly for each one. <laughs> Jesus! If you want to do everything, if you just want the main story, you'll be done way before that. Depending oh, yeah, on like, what to yeah. do. Exactly. Is the main yeah. story worth it? Mm. Up until the end, <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like for me, like the world building and the lore was so much better. Um, so I reckon it's worth exp- like spending hours, like immersing yourself in the world. But uh, it's up to you. I, like I thought, the main story was okay. Um, it didn't really pay off. I thought Mass Effect Two had the best story, um, and that that had a great setup as well. So. No, no, no. Up to you, Jake. Up to you. All right, I'll have a think about it. Uh, thematically, it's like the new, like the newer Star Trek movies. Like it has the same tone going on. I guess. Yeah. Like, if you I like agree. those movies, you'll like the Mass Effect games. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Matt, what have you missed in your back catalog? What do you want to what jump I, back into? What have I missed? I was thinking about it the other day. Um, there's a, there's a couple of games that I keep saying that I miss. Um, one, especially I say that I miss only because I know that I can't ever play it again, which is mag on the PS3. Uh, it's just one of my favorite online shooters. Like, you know, there's no, no major story except for the fact that you're one of the three, um, you know, global private military companies and it's just like you're at war with all the other private military companies. Um, but in terms of, in terms of sort of like story gaming, um, I'm just, I'm really trying to rack my brain because there's, there's been a couple of course that I've kind of gone through 
and we should have gone back. Like I was, I was also thinking the other day. I was kind of hoping for a sequel or something to you know Second Son, as you were saying, because Second Son I, I really enjoyed, like you did. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I really am, am I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, By the way, know, you like, do know Mag I... went offline to turn fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, or... Mag, Mag's been offline for a while now. Just making sure, like I really want to play Mag again. Was, I, was, you know, was, I, was, the game, was that the game where you could play with like 200 people? Yeah, that was 256, the one. 256, yeah. 256, on the, on the it was chaos. It was insane. And, um, you know, like thinking about it, because Zipper Interactive, the guys who made it, have gone on because Sony closed them. Um, you know, so I, I suppose like the other one I'd like to, like if I could go back and play it with an absolute fresh mind, would be like Spec Ops, The Line. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Like that, that one, especially for this, like the story was so good. Um, it made you seriously think about, you know, everything that was going on in it. Uh, it's probably like the best story game that I've played in a while. So, yeah. Cool. And Maddie, what about you? What are you dying to jump back into? Um, well, it's, it's not that I don't have enough choice because if I look at all the things I've bought on Steam in the past few years, I could probably spend the rest of the year only playing games and not eating or sleeping, probably. <laughs> because, like, I still I have, I still have to get into The Witcher for, for like, all those kinds of games. Oh, like, geez. I couldn't even give you a list because, like, The Witcher alone is going to take me about 100 hours for the main game, and then we're not even talking about Blood and Wine and uh, Heart yeah. of... Hearts of Stone, yeah. Hearts of Stone, yeah. Like, that's not a game anymore. That's a full-time job at that point. (laughs) So, like, The the Witcher is definitely, especially with the DLC, with um, discount and Steam sale, that's something I really want to get back into. But it's just, um, it's, it's a case of finding time. Because there are a lot of games to play, and you really have to dedicate yourself into going into that 100 hour journey minimum like that mm. that's not an easy step for me to take to be honest yeah and i mean that brings up a good point as well like you know with you going back and playing the witcher and i guess my experience like with the uncharted series like have you guys i guess jumped into a game way after its uh release you know and kind of jumped on board with a franchise or or a series at all Mm. No, maybe. Can't remember. <laughs> not, not particularly. I mean, like I, I kind of, you know, I have jumped on games late. Um, I think I jumped on Portal like way after everyone had. Really yeah, same with me. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, it, yeah. With... And then, and then, as a as a Sony player, like you know, I got Mass Effect two way after everyone on Microsoft and PC had played through it. So I guess yeah, like in in that sense. I I find it a bit difficult to like get into games way later than everyone else. I don't know. I kind of get caught up in the hype a little. Um, Yeah, yeah. You you end up buying it day one usually. Yeah, I usually do. Like Witcher, I I skipped one and well, I skipped one completely. I played about ten hours of two, but as soon as three came out, I bought that and I'm like, yeah, gotta get into three. Even I had no idea what was going on, and I still don't have any idea. Yeah, that was like me. Like, I've played no Witcher games, and then I bought Witcher 3, and I was like, 
cool. I don't get anything, yeah. and then I play it for like three <laughs> yeah, hours. The, the Witcher is a weird thing, like gameplay-wise. The first two games are nothing like the third one. Like, in terms of lore and story, you gain out of playing the first two. But if you've played three and you go back, like I want to play the first two, it's going to be a very different experience because The Witcher, mm, the third one is just a very different game from them. Right. So yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Like the combat's a lot better in three, I reckon. I mean, it's, it feels really clunky in the first two. Um, uh, well, I, I barely played one at all, so you know, whatever. Cool. Last question before we do move on as well. So do you guys think that there's too many games that come out these days? So too many at once or they're not kind of staggered enough throughout the year? What do you think? No, there's not enough, man. There's not enough. <clears throat> well, not no, enough the games. The, you want more. No, no. The problem is that all of these games, like the big game releases are staggered. Like, I mean, not staggered. They, they all come out like October, November. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the main problem. You, you've got, you've got, we've got nothing to do like to play now. Like literally. Mm. Um, nothing well like we, maybe one game a month and once october hits it's like 12 games you know to play and it's just yeah. absolutely crazy um the struggle is real pretty much yeah we need summer blockbusters for gaming basically that's what we need big 10 pool releases to fill the void in june july august that's basically what the market needs at this point i think that goes uh hand in hand with what you were saying before though is you know um we have yeah we have that point where games basically bottleneck but then six months later we could still technically jump into those games but nobody wants to because the hype is gone and spoilers possibly everyone yeah every everyone's kind of missed either missed the window or they know how it ends or whatever so they don't want to go go back and play it um well their friends aren't playing it you know like if it's got an online component their friends aren't playing it so everyone you know either you either jump in or you miss out on i think in in gaming like compared to you know movies and stuff where you can go back and watch it or whatever at a later date you know gaming is kind of like yeah you do get caught up in the hype and then if you've missed the window you kind of go oh well maybe you know i won't worry about it then so no, no, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Matt. Um, everyone listening, though, feel free to join the conversation on our social media at Press Start AU. Uh, let us know what you've missed and want to, you know, play again in your back catalogue uh, or, you know, maybe games that you've joined later in the franchise or haven't grabbed on day one either. We'd love to hear. Uh, but let's move into our next topic. So this is a very interesting little, um, I guess, news bit that came out. So Xbox and Nintendo, an alternate history is what we've dubbed it. Uh, Microsoft first approached Nintendo to, st- to discuss a partnership where in which they would work collaboratively to produce hardware and software. Very, very interesting. Have you guys read the article on our site? Yes, I of have. Course. It's definitely interesting, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are your thoughts, Kev? Uh, as in, like, what are my thoughts on if they work together? Yeah, yeah. what you uh, know? Uh, basically, imagine imagine a World War Two where Hitler won, and that's <laughs> uh, and you put that in a gaming scenario, and that's basically what would have happened. Um, Why do I want like to play this game? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly. I, I have no idea how that was going to work. Um, like, oh, they're just two completely, like, polar opposites of what they're aiming for in, like, gaming mm. entertainment. Um, I don't know, actually. It, it could have been interesting. Um, you know, I, I just... 
ah, I just I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what would have happened? It would have been absolutely nuts. Like it would have com- would be would have completely changed the gaming like the course of gaming history. Um, yeah, I reckon I reckon Nintendo would have. Uh, I reckon they would have started making really. Hey, remember when like Rareware got bought out by Microsoft, and Rareware was a, a company that made Donkey Kong Country, Banjo Kazooie, mm. um, Conker's Bad Fur Day, some of the greatest platformers and like games ever ever to exist. And then once they were bought by Microsoft, they made crappy shovelware stuff like uh, Viva Pinata and um, Grab by the Ghoulies. So imagine Nintendo turning them their classic like mario games into shovelware and that's that's what i imagine microsoft would have done and i know it's a bit harsh to say that but yeah you look at the history of my and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of microsoft now especially what 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 they've done with the xbox one and you know their integration with windows 10 <clears throat> but you look at the history of what they've done to like with rareware and everything and it's just like it's a future, like it, it's a it's an alternate future that I just am glad it doesn't exist. Yeah, no, fair enough, Matt. What are, what do you reckon? What do you reckon Microsoft and Nintendo would have looked like? Guys, do do we not do we not remember um, the the Nintendo PlayStation? No. Um, <laughs> this this like if if seriously, guys, go, Google it because it's a, it's a thing that was actually Google no, it's a thing that's actually created uh, in, actually... in between. Um, in between uh, Nintendo's GameCube and the 64, or around about the side, the other, no, actually, it's around about the time of the 64. Nintendo approached Sony uh, to make a deal uh, to make a console, and the Nintendo PlayStation. There's a prototype out there that actually exists and actually works. So it's not the first time Nintendo's, you know, partnered up with a, a game, you know, another games company or a, a manufacturer uh, to make a console. So. You know, it's it's interesting to hear that they might have worked with Microsoft when you know there was already a failed venture with Sony because I mean the the resulting uh, you know console became the Sony PlayStation because Sony wanted to get in the console market and Nintendo you know wanted to sort of move on from cartridge based stuff. Um, no, Sony wanted to move and... on from cartridge based. I think Nintendo wanted to stay cartridge based. Sony wants to well, implement yeah. CDs. That was the whole but, parting uh, thing, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like the Sony, yeah, the Sony, the Sony PlayStation actually exists. So you know, to to kind of the Sony PlayStation you know, does you, exist, Matt. Yeah, it does exist. The the Nintendo PlayStation, I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, to to think about it in terms of that, it's like you know. I don't think it would have worked, you know, even if they had got past discussion phase because Nintendo as a company is is a really sort of refined, like they, they always get what they want, you know, um, even if what they want isn't what they should be making. Uh, and, and I think that, yeah, like they would have had a lot of issues because, you know, Nintendo, of course, would have, would have wanted to do things one way and Microsoft, of course, would have wanted to do another way. Um, and so, yeah, no, like it would have been, it would have been interesting, but I don't think it would have happened. So, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, Matty, what do you, what do you think? Do you reckon, uh, one, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? And two, do you reckon we will ever see this kind of partnership occur? Uh, I, I don't really think that the partnership, that, that a partnership like this will ever, ever occur, to be honest. Like, especially when you look at the current market 
there's just no overlap in the interest of the different companies like PlayStation and Xbox are on such a not different level but on a different in a different direction when it comes to what market they're trying to approach and yeah I, I said it about Nintendo a lot like I'm not always sure what exactly they're trying to aim at like they they are trying to aim at families and such and yeah I, I'm not I'm not sure what to make of this but I don't really think that the current infrastructure of the market really can pave a way for something like that to happen unless Nintendo goes down and that's really the worst case scenario for them but I don't think that's going to happen to be honest mm. I mean it's it's definitely an uh, an interesting kind of question to pose but I'll let you guys kind of have a free for all for it but you know do you ever think that we might get like this one console for all kind of thing happening and and we see kind of Microsoft Sony and Nintendo more move into maybe the the software and the games and just kind of be like these i guess like uh managers of the whole whole thing and and yeah. apply them to this one single the market would console. collapse because there's no uh competition <laughs> anymore basically that's the most but important then, but yeah, that's the most important part. together yeah but what you know what the problem is togetherness if it's competitive like if you have the playstation and the xbox coming out next to each other they're competitively pricing because they mm. have to compete with each other because that works out in our favor actually there's the more, the more consoles there are because they all have a significant market share but they're also competing with each other if you take mm. out competition basically then there's like one company making consoles and thinking like okay we can ask whatever we want because we are the only console maker out there like basically yeah, basically you're already moving towards PC at that point but if you only have one company doing something they have a monopoly and basically with that monopoly they can do whatever they want with it yeah fair enough fair enough uh, so, last question uh, you Kev yeah where, where? Uh, I was just about to say um, with the with Microsoft's recent expansion into their play anyway program it's they're combining their Xbox One and PC yes. platforms together. Yeah. Um, and I, for one, am absolutely like stoked to hear about it. I will absolutely support Microsoft um, with this venture, and I can only hope that you know the Xbox One will continue to strive. Um, however, it's obviously a risky, a risky move, and <clears throat> it, it very much may kill the Xbox One completely. Because people will be like, oh, why, why do I need to bother playing it on Xbox One when I can get it on PC and it'll be a bit, well, hopefully it'll be a better experience. Mm. Um, so it's really a balancing act as well. So, I mean, fingers crossed that it works out because this is a, a really good move on their part. Um, I'm really sorry for comparing them to Hitler before. <laughs> but, yeah. but they're not that <laughs> bad. They're not that bad. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but time will only tell whether it'll work out in the end. Yeah. Okay. We, we can all play Forza. Guys, we can all play Forza. Hell yes. Hell yes. Woo! <laughs> um, here's, here's a question then. Since, you know, the, the title of this topic is an alternate history, if you had to choose either, you know, uh, Microsoft or Nintendo to make hardware and software, what would you guys rather see? Matt, which which would you rather see? Would you rather see Microsoft uh, with the hardware, Nintendo with the software, or vice versa? 
I, that's a that's a really tough one because uh, you look at Microsoft's track record for you know hardware, and it's not the best. Like you know, post the original Xbox, I mean, the 360 had the massive red ring, right? Uh, the Xbox One had like disc drive issues, and they've always come with like massive power bricks. Uh, Nintendo's always had solid hardware, just uh, underpowered. Never, like, yeah, yeah, never, never strong hardware. So it's really, it's really tough. I mean, if you're going for power, you'd go for Microsoft, and then you know you'd have to put Nintendo into games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, if you're going for sort of quality of hardware, uh, maybe like Nintendo. But then you know, Microsoft, you get like Halo on the Nintendo, so. You know, I would probably go Microsoft hardware, Nintendo software. Cool. Medi, what about you? Uh, I'd have to agree, but because, um, like, I w- I've never really been a fan of Nintendo hardware, especially because they do tend to go in directions that, like, mainstream gamers aren't really interested in, like the, the whole Wii. Like, you have to understand, like, if Microsoft did the software... And Nintendo still went the route with the Wii, like we'd be playing Halo on a Wii with motion <laughs> controls, basically. So that yeah, is not a market not I'm all. interested in. <laughs> That's be so good to see. Uh, Kev, what what do you reckon? Are you gonna agree with the other two? Um, I would I would like to see Nintendo stick with software. Um, yeah, like their their consoles from the GameCube since have been grossly underpowered um, the Wii sold a lot but that's only because of its really low price point and a ton mm-hmm. of like shovelware titles um, Nintendo as we know have really really solid IPs um, and I could just froth over like a Zelda or a Star Fox or a Mario on a uh, potential Xbox or PC even you know uh, um, so I'm definitely in favor of you know uh, Nintendo doing the software side of things and microsoft doing the hardware stuff yeah no i i definitely agree as well um it would be interesting if if it did go that way would we see like uh realistic character models of mario and yosh shit that would be Ge- crazy Gears of, as- war. Gears of war mario i'm calling it <laughs> mario fighting ho- off hordes of goombas with a flamethrower Oh, yes. Yes, not so family-friendly now, are you? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. Well, let's move into everyone's favorite game, What the Wiki. We need to come up with some kind of, like, theme song. We need theme songs for everything. We really do. So, for you guys at home who haven't listened to this before, this is a game where the host, which is I, uh, read out the description of a game and the lads here have to guess what game it is. So, feel free to play at home. Uh, First one, two, is it three? Is it three? I've got four games. What's the majority? Best Best out of three. three. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Cool, cool. Are you guys ready? Say your name as your buzzes. Yeah. Are we ready to go? Yes. Are you ready to play What the Wiki? That's very aggressive, Matt. (laughs) Matt's avoided up today. (laughs) Okie dokie. I'm going to read this out. Ewan has set them up, so hopefully the first sentence doesn't give it away straight away. The game is an upcoming augmented reality game developed by Niantic for iOS and Android devices. Yo. Pokemon Go. You are correct. Uh, that one was Matt. way too obvious. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I that's what I said, the so. sentence. 
Now, I, I think including the studio makes it more obvious, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon maybe maybe if you can ditch the studio, hey. it'll make it less obvious. Okay, I'll try my best, but uh, blame Ewan. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Um, God damn it, okay. God, this one, the, the studio comes in like the first three sentences. <laughs> okay, I'll start with the description. Here we go. So, the game is set during the Cold War and will take players into the world of counterintelligent espionage and political assassination, according to the developer's press release. Uh, the developer has yet to reveal any details regarding the setting other than that it will be set in the late 1970s. Uh, announced in 2007, exclusively Ready. for PS3. Yeah. Agents. Correct. Well oh. done. Is that Ooh. coming out? What? It's no, not no. coming out. It's oh, it's not. It's just a Man, I'm, I need. I'm I really need. I really want sound effects. I need to be like, yeah, cool, correct buzzer or applause or anything <laughs> yeah! like that. Laser sounds. <laughs> oh, I need to sort that out for next time. Okay, so one point, Matt. One point, Medi. Uh, this is the third one. So Matt or Medi could win this unless Kevin takes it. Here we go. Oh wait, now I have to. Oh, that's gonna give it away heaps. Shame <laughs> on you, you, and I'll tell you guys what it was when we finish. This whole thing is gonna give it away. <laughs> Okay, I'm uh I'm gonna skip that one. That one's way too easy. That one's too easy as well. God damn it. Okay, here we go. The game's gameplay is built on four pillars exploration, survival, combat, and trading, in which players are free to perform within the entirety of procedural generated deterministic open Yeah. No man's sky. Correct. Oh, oh, and the winner of the wiki is Medi. <laughs> we need um, we need lame catchphrases. You know, in like Buzz and stuff, how they used to like say their catchphrase at the end when they rang one. Hey guys, uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this, would you like to send in some uh, you know custom-made audio clips so we can feature them in the shows? I thought you were going to say, could you please come up with our catchphrases and then everyone has to like say that catchphrase. <laughs> or that, that too. Great. Yeah. Well, cool. Well done, Medi. I think it's what? Right. Medi's on the scoreboard, Shannon and Fergus, I think. Uh, yeah, Fergus on the scoreboard as well. Okay, okay. I'll have to tell you this so we can remember as well. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So, well, well uh, before we us. ended, what were the oh, ones that gave it away? Ah, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry, what if I want to use them for next time? <laughs> um, no, the one that was very much given away <laughs> was The Game is a 2008 Nintendo DS role-playing video game based on Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and then the whole thing is just like, the game initially focused on the events surrounding the kidnapping of Knuckles and the uh, disappearance of the Chaos Emeralds after the defeat of Dr. Eggman. Um, I have no idea. I still have no idea. Yeah, no. I don't have any idea either. <laughs> It go. It just like blatantly says it's a Sonic's game, but it's a uh, Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. Oh, no, yeah, I have one. no idea what that is. Well, sorry, God, Kev's like I got a bloody one. <laughs> next time, next time I'll swing you one, Kev. <laughs> Please do. 
We All right, let's you. let's end this. That was uh, episode fifty-eight of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to this uh, podcast on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice, and be sure to follow Press Start on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at Press Start AU. And if you want to catch up on all the news we talked about in the podcast today, you can do that via our site at pressstart.com.au. Uh, remember to send us your topics. You can either tweet myself or Ewan or Press Start as well with all your topics uh, like I said join the conversation at Press Start AU as well I've been your host Jake Barros you can follow me uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros and joining us today we had Mehdi hello everyone you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Medzadnan thanks for listening uh, we've been joined by Matthew yo you can follow me on uh, Twitter at M. what is my Twitter MV Zamari that is uh, it you can you can find my Instagram through there. Just send me really random stuff. I really enjoy being abused by Twitter. So. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. And Kevin? Uh, you can follow me on GengisKhan92 without the H. Uh, I'm just working on a few items for the website. Uh, I've got one video already cooking up, uh, just waiting on the Ooh. sidelines. So, I yeah. get a little bit yeah definitely sounds exciting well thanks for listening guys uh tune in next time and until then happy gaming See you goodbye later. adios